Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Sutra podcast. My name is Joe Simic, and I am the interviewer and the interviewee for this little podcast experiment. Today, I'm continuing to talk about Sutra, an album I released with my band Destroyed Up. All the lyrical concepts from the album were influenced by the Yoga Sutra, which is a very old Sanskrit text. And that influence is really what this podcast is all about, at least the first episodes. Um, So let's jump in. Where are we? Today I'm talking about the song Ishvara, and the subtitle is Divine Mirror. So lyrically, this song is really an amalgamation of a lot of different ideas and thoughts. Um, But we should start probably with uh, the most important one, the most obvious one and probably the most difficult one, and that is, what is Ishvara? Ishvara is a Sanskrit word often translated to mean Lord, or God, or Godhead, and probably the most well-known mention of Ishvara in the Yoga Sutra is when the author Patanjali talks about the importance of Ishvara Pranidana, which could be translated to surrender to God. Okay, so I have drop the word God here a handful of times. And if you are not into that word, please don't leave. Hang in there. Um, Because if you're into yoga and you're not into the word God so much, this song is very much written for you. So I am not talking about the Judeo-Christian patriarchal Godhead. What am I talking about? There is much debate in the yoga world about how we should understand the concept of Ishvara. One of the translations I read of the Yoga Sutra was by an author by the name of Chip Hartranft, and he talks about Ishvara being not a godhead figure, but a, quote, divine mirror. Here's what he says. Ishvara, therefore, is neither God nor Purusha, or pure awareness, in the usual sense. Rather, a divine mirror toward which people throughout the ages might turn to catch a glimpse of their own true nature and its possibility of complete freedom from prakritic entrapment or nature. So think back to episode three when I talked about Purusha and Prakriti. So Prakriti is nature, including our thoughts, and Purusha is a place of pure awareness that separates us from that nature. So in essence, Ishra is a Purusha, the ultimate Purusha, the guidepost Purusha. The thinking here, or at least as I understand it, is that we all have this innate understanding of our own potential, and that potential is Ishra. And what Patanjali is saying is that not only do we need to be focused on that potential, we need to surrender to it. In other words, we need to surrender to our own inherent divinity. The chorus of the song riffs on that idea. So I sing, look in the mirror, do you see yourself, a divine reflection, or something else? Now the verses, on the other hand, are not so straightforward, and you could call them an open letter of sorts to the people, or those people out there who have abandoned their spirituality because of their experiences within dualistic religions. Now, I understand that Patanjali is still preaching dualism, 
And Patanjali goes out of his way to add in a, quote, God into the Yoga Sutra. But he injects it into a work that is otherwise pretty non-theistic. And I think it's to make the clarification that Ishvara is a personal God. Again, a divine mirror. So let's break down a few of the lyrics of a few of the verses, as there's a lot of things sort of packed in here. The first verse of the song is, There's no one in the clouds looking down at you, no man in the sky telling you what to do, and I don't think you should be scared. So that's pretty straightforward, right? In my open letter, I'm saying, let's put aside the patriarchal God business. And the next verse appeals to the spirituality and the divinity that so many people say they have, but they don't always seem to be able to access or connect to. So here's the verse. There's always been a buzz in your heart so deep, a rattle in the center of all of your sheaths, telling you you should care. The sheath line is in reference to the Anandamaya Kosha. So koshas, and this is not in the Yoga Sutra, but koshas are a construct similar to chakras, right? For understanding how humans are put together. We have these koshas or sheaths, right? That's how it's often translated, around our true selves. And we have a body sheath, a breath sheath, a conscious mind sheath, a subconscious mind sheath. And at the center of them all, sort of before we get to our true self, is our hearts. And we have this bliss sheath. And it's where we feel connection. Even the staunchest atheist has felt this connection to another human being or to nature at some point or another. That happens in the Anandamaya Kosha. It's in this bliss body where we gain access to our true selves. I'd like to say that that's the place where we can surrender to our own divinity. From there, the rest of the verses riff on this idea of regaining spirituality and opening yourself to the many possibilities of what is truth and what is God. As I sing in the last verse, the beam is never absolute, right? There's a lot of ways to interpret it. So I can see how someone might consider this song a little preachy, right? And maybe it is, but that's really not my intent. I really wanted it to be an invitation to think about this concept of Yishra. And Musically, uh, the song really started as a quiet acoustic song. Here's the first demo I have of the song. There's no one in the sky looking down at you. No man in the clouds telling you what to do. I don't want you to think that you should be scared. I decided shortly after writing the songs that I wanted this invitation to be louder. Much louder. <laughs> to help me do that, I enlisted the help of my brother-in-law, Brad Baker. So before Brad married my sister-in-law, we used to play in another band together. And I am, and this is no joke, legally restricted from telling you the fate of that band. <laughs> it's nothing unlawful. Actually, it's a really fantastic story that I will gladly tell you if you come to a Destroy It Up show. Uh, but I can't broadcast it to the internets. I'm not sure that the <laughs> Statue of Limitations is up. Anyway, uh, Brad contributes uh, my favorite bass line of the album on Ishvara. I love when the guitars drop out and the third verse 
and it's just bass and drums and a little bit of organ. And I also love that Brad and I are still making music together like a decade later. Hey man, that's not too bad for in-laws. You know what I mean? <laughs> so let's hear that bass line and all those lyrics you're probably completely confused by now. Here it is, Ishra, Divine Mirror, fourth track from Destroyed Up Sutra. Bye. 
So if you have an opinion on any of these songs, Ishra included, uh, especially the lyrics, or if you have an opinion on the podcast as a whole, I would love to hear from you. You can find my contact info, the full songs, and the lyrics from the album, all at destroyedup.com. If this is your first time listening, definitely check out the past episodes. That will make this whole thing make way more sense. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. Until next time, Jai Rock, Jai Roll. Jai Roll.